So a little bit of self-disclosure today. I've never liked listening to my sermons. I've never liked watching them when they became, when they were found to be on video. I I have to build up my self-esteem to almost an impossible height uh, to be able to deal with with that. And and here's here's why. I just hear every problem in that sermon. You know, I preached my first sermon probably when I was a a sophomore in high school. Uh, I was baptized during my freshman year in San Antonio in March of 1972. And sometime in the next year or so, I uh, preached my first sermon. It was a sermon on Jonah. We're pretty familiar with the story of Jonah and three days in the big fish and then ultimately obeying God. But I I preached that sermon. It was three great points, how Jonah ran from God when he tried to escape what God wanted him to do and ended up in the belly of a big fish. Secondly, how Jonah ran to God while he was in there. He prayed and repented. And then how Jonah ran for God and went to Nineveh, the capital of Assyria, and spoke the word that God had given him. Um, And that was my first sermon. I think I had probably 18 or 20 pages of notes And um, it probably lasted about seven or eight minutes. Um, I imagine there's a lot of folks that are at the West Irwin Church of Christ that would say, hey, let's get back to those days, can't we, Bill? Um, So I've been doing this a long time. And I remember I still have a couple of my sermons on cassette. And uh, then, of course, they went to DVDs. And uh, then they went to uh, uh, video online. And I I don't have any, I don't think I ever recorded any on vinyl or on 8-track. The 8-track's in my 64 Ford Falcon station wagon. We're mostly uh, John Denver, Chicago, The Association, uh, The Best of Bread, those kinds of things back in the 70s. Um, But I recorded some on cassette, and I recorded some on CD, and then DVD, and now you can go to our website and you can get links to all kinds of archived sermons that you can see and you can watch. And when I do that, it's painful. It's painful. I hear every ah that I say. I count every time that I adjust uh, my glasses. Um, I see all of those things. I remember all of the weird hand motions. And and I, I see those things. But even worse, I... I think of the things that I said that maybe I shouldn't have said or maybe should have said differently. And even more important, I think of the things that I left out, the things that I I should have said um, but failed to do. And it's during those times that I think of Karl Barth and I think of these statements um, from him. He says, who dares, who can preach knowing what preaching is? And yet, when it's done with humility and faithfulness, this 20th century Swiss theologian and minister said, what event in the world is more momentous and decisive than Christian preaching? It's also during those times that I think of Moses and Joshua. And I think of what was said in Deuteronomy 31 and in Joshua chapter 1. I even remember Moses' time when he was called at the burning bush 
when he was 80 years old and God said, I want you to go do a chore for me and stand before Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. Moses said no. And he offered excuse after excuse after excuse. And I get that. I get that. And finally, when God had an answer for all of his excuses, Moses just told him, look, just send somebody else. And God said, no, you're my man, Moses. You're going. You're going. I'll fix everything else. But you're going. And he did. And he stood before Pharaoh and he called out those plagues and he led the people out, uh, helped them to observe the Passover for the first time, took them right through the middle of the Red Sea. And then for 40 years in the wilderness, guided them and brought them to Mount Sinai, gave them the law and helped them to mature as a people. But then it came time for Moses to go up Mount Nebo and never come down. And so he took his right hand man, Joshua, and he said, Joshua, you're the man that's going to follow after me and lead these people across the Jordan River into the promised land of Canaan. And it's going to be hard. But Moses told them this, Joshua, be strong and courageous for the Lord, your God will be with you. When the people of God surrounded Joshua, they told him the same thing. Joshua, be strong and courageous. The Lord, your God, is with you. And then when God himself talked to Joshua, he told him this. Joshua, you be strong and courageous and I will be with you. And I feel that same way today. When I stand before God, before God's people and have the audacity to think for a second that I could share with them a word from the Lord. It doesn't make any sense. And yet it's what he's called me to do. And he's called all of us to speak out for him. He's called all of us to stand up for him in difficult times and in difficult ways. Today's heroes are those wonderful, incredible medical personnel, doctors and nurses and technicians and researchers and all the others who put themselves at risk, some who have given their lives to help others who are suffering from this horrible coronavirus that's racking our land and our world. I think of the heroes that are those who are in law enforcement and, and other first responders who are there trying to make a difference. I think of those uh, teachers who are learning to teach in different ways and uh, teaching online and trying to find a way to continue to fulfill their heart's calling and passion. I think of those wonderful parents who now are not only parents but are also teachers and coaches and mentors and playmates and music teachers and everything else for their kids during this time. I think of those who are trying to figure out how to work at home and what that looks like and, and the family members around them who see them, they know they're there, but yet they're not there and trying to find their way through all of that. Those essential business employees, whether they're at the bank or at the restaurant with the drive-through or the takeout or whatever else they might be doing, that are interacting with people simply because it's what is needed. It's what's called for uh, today. I think of those who have seen their hours cut, those who have seen their pay cut, 
those who have been laid off from work completely in all of this. And how difficult that is for them. I think of, of church leaders. I think of godly elders, of ministers, yes, even preachers. And we wonder how in the world we can help these people that we love so desperately when we are having such a difficult time trying to figure out how to manage it ourselves. And it's during those times, it's during these times that I hear these words once again, be strong and courageous. The Lord will be with you. I hear God saying, be strong and courageous. I am with you. And so I hope all of those heroes who serve in all of those amazing ways, incredible ways, will remember that these moments, these times when you feel exhausted, when you're frightened, when you're frustrated, when you don't know what to do, when you're afraid, hear these words being spoken to you from God. Be strong and courageous for I am with you. You know, now that I think about it, that sermon on Jonah wasn't too bad. I may have to revisit that sometime. I'm Bill Emma, and I'm praying for you today.